0: Welcome back to Vibe Recruit Spotlight episode 19. After a week off, we are back. Uh, you know, I'd like to say I'm well rested, but does anyone ever really get rest when they're on vacation? I feel like everyone that comes back from vacation, you know, maybe you're you're rested from and, and refreshed from just taking a week off of work, but you know, didn't, you know, you're not getting the you know, you're staying up maybe a little later, waking up a little earlier to get everything you can in but the beach was fun with, the, with the family had a great time, uh, over in, in the Corpus, uh, Port, Port A area. Uh, how about you guys? How has your last two weeks been? Uh, Ashton, how you doing, my man?
1: Uh, I'm doing good, man. It's been a, uh, a hectic last week to say so for the, uh, Tomball community and, uh, obviously not to, uh, make it sad or depressing or anything. I just want to shout out to the, uh, to the Collins family. Uh, you're in our prayers and, uh, Waylon, Carson, Bryson, grandfather, and cousin—we're praying for you and hope that you're having a a great trip up there and you're watching down upon us.
0: Definitely a horrible tragedy out there in the Tomahawk community for sure. Our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Jackson, I know we're going from a little sad now, jumping over to you. I know there's some 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 good things happening in in your, in your life, if you will, with A and M. How you doing, man?
2: yeah uh, been a pretty busy two weeks with uh photo shoots get kicking back up and everything but also uh a m baseball making it to omaha i will actually be in omaha when this uh goes live on uh friday at noon i will be there uh getting ready to watch the ags play oklahoma in game one so a very exciting week and weekend for me and just an exciting week in recruiting as well
0: yeah we try to make it work where maybe we could have had you know recorded the show where you were like you know, along the, the, the left field, you know, area or whatever, just couldn't make it work logistically, but that's okay. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, you're going to be rooting on a and I'll be rooting on UT a uh, little come from behind. If you, I mean, they basically scored, I mean, what, tw- you know, 20 runs in, in the matter of four innings really to, you know, they were down by five in the, in the bottom of, oh no, five in the bottom of the seventh and then three in the bottom of the eighth and came back and won Game two, and then of course, well, what kind of walked away with with Game three, uh, their 38th trip to the world to the College World Series. Most of any team. I see Jackson rolling his eyes there, but hey, that's okay. You know, you know, he makes it for the first time since what 2013 or 14, I believe it is. Uh,
2: 2018, but it's
0: 2018, okay. Okay, there you go. You know, they, they get there so rarely. It's hard, you, you think I would know when they got there, but oh. <laughs> no, uh, you know what, though, to, to be honest, I'm going to jump in, you know, they they got a good chance, I think the, this is one of the more wide open, wide open kind of uh, seasons, if you will, Um, Stanford kind of withstanding, they might be kind of the favorite, you know, uh, when you look at it from a seating perspective, but that whole that whole left side where it's OU, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Texas, that kind of side of the bracket's kind of wide open, if you will. I know as a Texas fan, we're gonna go as far as our bullpen takes us. I mean, that's been us. That's been make or break for us all season. I know for for A&M, it, it's been kind of some hitting. Um, that's kind of been where if they've ever struggled, it's been because of hitting. I, if if I'm if I'm uh, remember reading that correctly, um, you know. So very very interesting on that side of the bracket where. You know, it looks like, you know, o, or A&M has a chance to play both OU and and Texas. So uh, can't wait. Starts, uh, starts uh, I mean, I think game one will happen right after this show ends on Friday between OU and yep. a with the 1 p.m. time slot. So can't wait for that. But. We are a recruiting high school football recruiting show. So let's go ahead and get into some of that. I know we've talked about college uh, baseball long enough here, let's start with you, Jackson. Uh, It's been two weeks. What are some some things you've seen uh, across the state newsworthy that you want to break to us?
2: So it's been, it's been a busy past two weeks, so I'm just going to jump into it real quick. Uh, Damian Sanford, linebacker from Pato, t- class of 2023, uh, has picked up quite a few offers, but now has been picking up some big-time offers with camp season started. He's picked up Texas, A&M, and Alabama in the past two weeks. Those are three big-time offers for him, especially uh, being in Alabama yesterday or two days ago to pick up the Alabama offer. So that's big time for him. I expect him to keep uh, – on this rise in recruitment as the next couple of weeks go on and going into his senior year. Then we have his teammate and his uh, co-star at linebacker, Alex Kilgore, commits to SMU. Uh, was a little bit shocking to me. I was not expecting him to commit so early, but that's a big time get for SMU, getting the co-defensive MVP of the state championship game. Uh, I expect Kilgore to have a great senior year and uh, he'll do great things for the Mustangs. And other news, I got uh, Mabry Matoyer, quarterback from the Woodlands class of 2024, picks up an offer from Ole Miss and, and just picked up an offer from Wisconsin about 30 minutes before uh, we started recording this. Uh, two big offers for Mabry as his recruitment has kind of seen a little quiet time lately, but now it's picking back up with camp season started. And I expect Mabry's uh, recruitment to keep getting uh, hot as we get towards his uh, big junior year. We also have uh, L- DJ Lagway uh, visited Clemson, Georgia, and AM. and uh, Lagway has been making his stops pretty much everywhere around the country. Just went to AM yesterday. Was able to talk to him a little bit about that visit. He loved getting to see Coach Fisher and talk to the staff more and also got to bring a couple teammates with him, which is always fun. Uh, the last thing I have is uh, we got Keaton Quebec, a Austin Westlake wide receiver, two-time state uh, – three-time state champ. Uh Commits to Kansas, and uh, this is a big get for Kansas. As the, as the past two weeks, they've picked up four commitments from the Houston and Austin area. So I expect uh, Keaton to have a great senior year, but also like watch out for Kansas. They're recruiting pretty well in Texas right now.
0: And one, and, you know, on the on the uh, Mabry front, I mean, he's got a he's got so many offers as it is. So there's going to be that lull in the amount you're going to get. Uh, you know, you might not get the Harrison pilot level of, of offers, but you know, 30 something. I I don't know where he's at now, but high enough where, Hey, it's okay that there's a little lull, he's going to get to go to the coach. He really wants to, you know, I, I imagine, um, one I'll mention here and I'll jump it over to, to you, Ashton, um, and heck, this might even be something you were gonna mention, but Ashton Porter commits to Northwestern. Um, the, the Cy Ranch um four star. Uh he was down to I believe five schools and this one's a little this one could be seen as a little bit of a surprise. I know he has does have a friend, uh, you know, that is on the Northwestern team. I forget his name at the top of my head. I saw that somewhere and I don't know if that really was swayed his decision, but I don't know, Ashton, you were covering that a little bit. Do you have anything you wanna add? Uh, to his to his decision to commit to Northwestern.
1: Yeah, to kind of build off of that, like as I mentioned in the last episode before we went on break, Ashton Porter did announce that he was going to be committing on June 11th this past Saturday, which is also his birthday. I mean, we all know Porter had accumulated well over 30 offers, but like you said, he ended up choosing Northwestern. And actually, uh, my old co-host and y'all's old co-host as well, Will and I were able to catch the moment and speak with Ashton after. And uh, what he told us is despite having some of the biggest offers there are, Northwestern did give Porter everything that he could ask for in calling a new place home for the next three to maybe four years. For him, those were academics and family. Porter will be joined along his, uh, actually his cousin, like you mentioned, uh, Justin Cryer, who's also a three-star who uh, committed to the Wildcats last month.
0: There you go. And you know, maybe some of the, uh, the heat, um, or lack thereof at Northwestern had had something to do with it. Jackson, anything you want to add about that Ashton Porter situation, not situation. Well, it's I not, think- hold on. It's not, I don't want to, it's not situation. <laughs> it's a commitment, right? It's not like it's something bad. <laughs> so I want to get that out of the way right now. So, so Jackson, go ahead. Sorry, man.
2: Definitely. I'm going to go off something you said, Josh, and uh, it's, it's Northwestern's coming down to Texas. And actually this isn't the first, these aren't going to be the only two guys that I believe Northwestern are going to get. They're recruiting a lot of guys, especially in the Houston area very heavily. And uh, while it might come to a shock to most people that uh, Porter decided to go to Northwestern, I mean, one, his cousin's going, but also there's other people in this area that are really, really thinking about Northwestern. So uh, don't be shocked if you see a couple more commitments from the Houston area, but uh, Northwestern has definitely made their footprint, especially getting a guy like Ashton Porter to commit to them.
0: Yeah, I feel like them in Michigan State have really tried to kind of embed themselves in the, into the Texas high school football world. It seems to be working so far. Ashton, I'll turn it back over to you. I know we talked about Ashton Porter, but do you have any other news that you would like to talk about before we move on?
1: So actually, uh, staying at Cy Ranch, a uh, wide receiver and also one of Porter's best friends, three-star Jared Sample, made his commitment to Coach Leopold over at the University of Kansas immediately following his official visit uh, this past weekend. And uh, exactly like Jackson said, I mean, do not count Kansas out They're They're recruiting really heavily. And like you said, I think they've got four or five just commitments in the last week or so. So they've been recruiting heavy down in Texas.
0: All right. And, and lastly, I'll, I'll, I'll have to mention it. I mean, it's my, my, my school. Texas has a big weekend ahead of them as far as uh, official visits. Of course, the biggest one being Arch Manning. He's making his official visit this weekend, along with his teammate, Will Randall. Uh, A couple of others of note is South of Cliffs and Malik Muhammad. Uh, Of course, Temple is Mikhail Harrison pilot and others going to be there this weekend. So huge weekend ahead for University of Texas to try and draw some of these top talents in into the fold for the class of 2023. That being said, if nobody has anything, if you do raise your hand so I can see you. If not, we will move on to our interview this week. Not seeing anybody perfect. Well, that being said, it is time for our interview this week. And this week, Jackson is taking the reins for this interview. So, that being said, let's jump to Jackson and his interview of the week right now.
3: Thanks, guys. Now we're going to go to our interview here with Class of 2025, Atascoceta running back Tori Blaylock. Tori, what's going on, man?
4: man everything's going pretty good i just been on the road it's been going pretty good for me though
3: yeah man i mean the first time we met we were uh in zone seven on seven you had just picked up utsa and texas tech offers then i saw you again at the under uh underclassmen report camp uh you ran a four four picked up oregon shortly after that and then now in the past two weeks man you've picked up a m tennessee uh texas to name a few what's it been like so far as you've kind of been going through this camp circuit and your recruitment's really picked up here after the fall season
4: ended? Uh, It's been very fun, like, to see new coaches, meet new people. Like, the way that they, like, treat me really is, like, make me feel special at a lot of places. The camp is – also I like all the camps, really. I can really camp all summer. It's really fun. But I got one more at Ohio State, and I'll be done with camps for the
3: summer. Yeah, man. Let's talk about kind of some of these offers you've gotten. I mean, when uh, we talked earlier, you had you had the two offers alone. Now you've got um, some big time offers in Penn State, A&M, Tennessee, Texas, Oregon. What's that like for you? Knowing, okay, now now you have offers from basically. Uh, once you get that ACC offer, you have every Power Five uh, conference covered. What what's it like been like for you getting all these offers?
4: Man, it's, it's blessings, really, straight from God, but. It's really exciting to know that all the hard work I've been putting in is showing. And I just, like, it puts, like, it makes me want to, like, go hard this season. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, I want to have a really big season so they can, like, really see that they offer somebody that's going to help them.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, last year you were, uh, you were basically, you got to see some playing time on varsity. uh, As we've discussed before, maybe not as many carries, but uh, you got out on the field, you were able to play. Uh, Next year you'll be seen as one of the uh, highlighted backs on that attack to see the offense. Uh, what what are your goals for next season going into your sophomore year, um, already getting a year under your belt, varsity football uh, with the experience?
4: Yes, sir. So with the experience and then with the um, scheme we have, I'm looking to rush for around 1,500 and around like 15 to 20 touchdowns. So like a really big season, a breakout season for me. That's what I'm looking forward to
3: Yeah, man, and I mean, uh, y'all's offensive line is definitely going to be a big part of that. Uh, Obviously, when you got that A&M offer, we saw a former Texas a offensive lineman, Cam Dewberry, comment on it. What was it like learning from a guy like Cam and watching Cam kind of go through the recruiting process that uh, maybe he taught you some things along the way or maybe just watching him, how he went through the process helped you in any way?
4: It really just, like, it gave me hope, to be honest. Like, seeing all these offers he was getting, like, he was, like, really – he had, like, can go wherever he wanted. So, it was like, if I work hard enough, I can be in that position, like, whenever I want to be, if I put in the work.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, uh, as you can see, now Cam's doing his thing at A&M, and uh, now you're going to get to do your thing pretty much anywhere you want. Uh, Let's go back to this – or last season, y'all – Lose North Shore in the regional final, uh, district rival. Now this year, y'all are gonna get to kind of come out there and try to prove or get get a little revenge tour on them, so so to speak. Uh, what what are your games that you have circled maybe on the schedule for this year, or uh, what are the goals for this season as a team?
4: All right, so for sure, game circle, we got. What I know. Mm -hmm. KD Week 2 is definitely a big one. And then there's some school from Vegas that's supposed to be really good. So that's for sure. And then North Shore. And that's that's who I – yeah, that's who circled it in. Yeah, man. Of of course, as a team, we want to push past the fourth round and then look to go to state, really, for the first time. So that's, of course, the goal.
3: Yeah, man, I feel like you and uh, Zion Brown are going to be in the diamond, dynamic duo next year. A lot of people are going to be looking forward to that uh, offensive power that y'all are going to have next year. What are some things uh, that you're going to be working on in the offseason up your game next fall?
4: Um, I'm going to be working on a lot of uh, explosion, especially like, with my hands, so I can like be better blockers. Like, It's more than just running at running back. You got to be able to block, catch. So I'm be working on the – I know I can run the ball, but I need to be working on um, some of the other things. Like, I can catch, but, like, work on my routes, work on blocking, hand placement, all that, all the little stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, man, I think that those are important things. As a running back now, you also see uh, – even in college NFL level, you'll see running backs uh, have to block more. And also you see them coming out of the backfield re- as receivers. Obviously you playing seven on seven, uh, you've got great hands, great ball skills. What's it been like uh, being able to use seven on seven to translate uh, your passing attack uh, into your game uh, for next fall?
4: That's really what, Um, that's why I started playing really. So I could, like, because sometimes I'm going to have to line up in the slot we have like a position you play running back and slide. so I got to be ready to be able to line up in the slot, run routes out of there. And then seven on seven would just make me more comfortable for like a real game situation where I have to run routes and catch the ball.
3: Yeah, man, uh, obviously running back to come, becoming more versatile now and uh, you're definitely one of the more versatile backs in the class of 2025. Let's talk about now uh, just a couple more questions. And one of the ones I have, are, uh, so NIL has become such a big thing in college football now, and a lot of athletes have that one brand or that one uh, restaurant, whatever it may be, that they want to represent once they get to the college level. What is one NIL deal that if you could get it, that's the one you want?
4: I would say, like, some with the gang-wise, but I got to go with my favorite yeah, I like Mike and Ike's, man. That, that's, if I can get that, that's my favorite. Can I eat that like after every workout, but like whenever I like want a snack or something, I, that's what I'll go get. That's
3: actually, so that would be first, that's actually the first one we've gotten. That was a food one. Normally we get Nike or Adidas, but Mike and yeah. Ike's, I mean, Mike and Ike's better jump on it real quick. Um, yeah. So obviously, goal next year is one state, make it past the fourth round. Uh, you have your own personal goals. But as you go through the next three years here at Chats what what's the legacy you want to leave out of Chattacito?
2: Um,
4: We, of course, have our board with the rushing leaders. Uh, we have rushing and then rushing touchdowns. So I want my name to be under both of those before I leave here. And it's a really big chance because I'm the first running back to actually play varsity. So I'm already a little ahead. And I feel like if I just reach my goals each year, then I should definitely be able to reach the main goal is have my name on that career board.
3: All right, everyone. This has been my interview with uh, Tascacita Class of 2025 running back Tori Blaylock, one of the top running backs in the state. Uh, Tori, good luck to you next season. We're looking forward to watching you play, and uh, we'll see you all at the games. Yes, sir. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks again, Jackson, for that interview. We now jump to our last official segment of the show. That is our under the radar segment where we take a look at athletes we consider under the radar for one reason or another, whether they're a top name that doesn't have very many offers or as much offers as we think they should, or uh, someone that's kind of um, being not getting the offers that we think they should, you know, maybe not a top star, maybe they're like a three star or something like that or, or less, and then we feel like they should be getting some more offers that being said, let's jump to Ashton this week. Ashton, who is your under-the-radar for this week?
1: So for this week, my under-the-radar recruit of the week is Carter Jenkins, a climb forest safety. Carter is a rising junior who has already received two offers, his first from Ole Miss about a month ago, which Jackson was actually able to catch on film, and his second from Boston College the following day. Physically, Jenkins has the upper hand the upper hand on most, standing at six feet tall and weighing it at 205 pounds. But he has also improved, impressed many with his speed. And for example, last night at HBU's camp, he ran a 4:49.40 time. This has also helped Jack Jenkins accumulate 50-plus tackles on the season, as well as multiple pl- pass deflections. Recently, Jenkins visited Northwestern, but tells me that along with Northwestern, Boston, Baylor, UT, and many have been in contact with him at the time. With Climb Forest slowly beginning to make a name for themselves, I expect Carter to be at the forefront of this loaded Climb Forest team.
0: Yeah, that's right. Jackson was there for that very special moment for him uh, and just being able to capture on camera. So right place, right time there, Jackson. Um, Speaking of Jackson, we're going to jump to you right now for your Under the Radar.
2: So my Under the Radar athlete this week is Alan McCarter, uh class of 2024 offense lineman from manville high school he's a 6'4 260 pound tackle a big physical guy i got to see at the bme big man camp uh won a lot of his battles and 1v1s and just has great footwork and a great frame he's a guy i can see start to pick up offers uh during the middle of his junior year late junior year but then one of these offensive linemen that we've seen kind of the past two or three years just kind of explode on the scene. Uh, He's definitely a guy that fits that. He just was at a camp for Texas Tech, uh, showed his talents off there. Uh, As you can see in the highlights, he's just a big physical mauler on the edge who also has great footwork and pass block uh, situations. I expect uh, Allen to start picking up some offers pretty soon here, and uh, don't be shocked if he's a guy that starts to blow up really late in his junior year, early senior year
0: my under the radar for this week going to stay in Houston Dobie High School running back Reynard Hall junior he was first team all district last year you know you look at some of the stats and you think okay well that's not a lot but you know when you really break down the t- tape you can see why, why I think this guy is under the radar so last year 732 all purpose yards uh, 74 carries uh, 10 yards per cat ch- 67 yards per game 10 touchdowns what really stood out to me is just his physicality. He isn't afraid to go right up the hole, and when he goes up the hole, he's not getting, he's not getting you know, stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. He's, he's getting plenty of yards, at, at, you know, after contact. He can also cut it out when needed and, and, and really just, you know, have that explosive speed needed to cut back. He's got good eyes, good vision, so if his first hole, you know, his first read, if it, if it closes quick, he's able to cut and find the next hole available. Um, you know, very good that way. And it's very hard to bring down. You know, watching these clips here, you, you've probably noticed that he's not getting brought down on the first hit. It's taking two, three, four, or more hits to finally bring this man down. So, on my under the radar for this week: Renard Hall Jr., Dobie High School, uh, class of 2023. Be sure to check him out. Uh, I think he's going to be a good get for for some college out there. But that being said. As always, if you are someone that wants to be featured on the show, or if you know someone that should be featured on, on this show, and especially this segment, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the DMs. Send us an email. We will cover your athlete, or we will cover you. That's a, that's a show for today, guys. After after a little one week one week break, you know, not too bad. You know, let's shake off shake off the rust, and we're, and we're back at it. Let's close off the show like we always do with some shout outs. Jackson, who you shouting out this week?
2: Well, since it's Father's Day this weekend, I'm going to shout out my dad. Uh, Happy Father's Day, Dad. Uh, Thanks for everything you've done for me and my brothers. Also, shout out to my parents. It's also their anniversary this weekend, and we will be in Omaha spending it as a family. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to my dad. And uh, shout out to Aggie Baseball, uh, showing all the haters wrong. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, this weekend in
1: Omaha.
0: Ashton, who are you shouting at, my man?
1: So I kind of want to pick up and obviously shout my dad out as well. Happy Father's Day to him. And uh, also I just want to, uh, and obviously we started off on a sad note and kind of ended off on a good note. Uh, I really want to shout out the Ball community with everything that's been happening, it, it's amazing to see us be able to come together as a community and not only support the family of the fallen, but also together and each other obviously Tomball is not the biggest town, but it it really shows that we have a huge heart when stuff like this happens. And it's really amazing to be able to see all of us come together in times like this.
0: And I will also shout out my dad. Happy father's day to Lewis. Uh, also my brother, he's, he's a dad as well. So happy, happy father's day to my brother, Jacob. Um, and, you know, just shout out to you guys uh, jumping back in after a week off and having a great show. Episode 19 is now in the books. So, Looking forward to another great show next week. As always, we are here almost every Friday. I don't want to say every Friday because, of course, we were off last week. So we are here Fridays at noon when we are all here. Or at least I'm here because I got to, you know, edit all this stuff. So until next Friday, I'm whack that's Jackson and Ashton, and we'll see you at the games.